0: Hi, my name is Jenny
1: Hi, my name's still Yuri
0: Welcome back Brew Crew You're listening to the Adam and Eve branch of the Conscious cup podcast Thank you for turning up and tuning in We have more goodies Yeah
1: So we're back to delve into, ponder and wander through the Bible's hidden characters and stories revealing their hidden meanings We'll share how they've helped us discover The true nature of our very own wonderful human imagination as it creates and shapes life the universe and everything in between (laughs) our claimer
0: rather than a disclaimer is that we firmly believe the bible is not history it's a reader's digest an allegory a story told as if it's true when it describes people like Eve and Noah Moses Mary Jesus among others these are states of mind states of consciousness not actual historical people and its purpose is to stir you awake to your creative power
1: We believe God is our awareness or consciousness and that we are all God together dreaming this strange dream into physical reality.
0: It's predestination. We hope these discussions give you a confidence that helps you discover what you can do today and every day. To cushion the blows that inevitably come our way
1: Gosh, we really love hearing from you Thank you for everybody's questions and input We're loving it Our question to you, the listeners, the brew crew Is if you were at a dinner party With one of the characters out of the Bible What question would you ask them? You're you're
0: sitting next to them it's got a bit quiet elsewhere. Or maybe everybody else is chatting.
1: Yeah, there's a little hum. The <laughs> and then you,
0: you, you lean in and you say, okay, so
1: so tell me, dot, yeah. dot, dot, <laughs> what comes after that? Yeah. So please send in your questions to Twitter at ConsciousCuppa. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A via email, consciouscupper at gmail.com. And you can also leave a direct message on the anchor.fm webpage.
0: And send us your beautiful mug shots too. And brew crew, stay tuned for your very own African Easter egg right at the end of the show. But for now, we invite you to, to grab a brew, take a pew, sip in and wake up. So what's in our cup today? We have, from Heath and Heather, they've been going for 100 years, organic green tea with coconut.
1: So we tried this once before. We've decided to give it a bit of vavavum. We've so basically
0: given it the two-bag system.
1: My daughter's a chef, and she suggested putting a tiny bit of salt in my coffee, which really worked. So I'm trying it with the tea now. And shall we have a sip? Let's see. Ooh. I can taste taste it. I can taste the salt. Well, I put a tiny, tiny bit in, but okay. I like it.
0: Now mine tastes a bit more salty than yours. Well, now why is that? It's because I put salt <laughs> in my vat of water over there, oh, which I okay. use in the
1: kettle. Ah, oh, interesting. So I've got double salt, and you've got, and double you've got salt. single salt, <laughs> but yours tastes more salty. I'm I'm not tasting much coconut. Are you? I I'm I think it's more of a r- aroma. Thing rather than a taste again with the aroma <sniffs> cheers so here's what we do rather than a ted talks jenny and i are in bed keeping it cool and relaxed and chilled it's a
0: bed talk each episode we pick a question from the public as we take a magic minute trip in the lift of life and talk through the story as we learnt it as a kid then we send it through the machine and we'll see what we've learned since we got muddled up way back when.
1: Then we'll put 10 minutes on the clock and share what new insights we've had since then. Finally we join all these new perspectives up and see what that all means in terms of law of attraction.
0: And what do we mean by law of attraction? Basically that imagining creates reality. What I think about all day is colouring the canvas of my life and is projected onto the screen of life the next day it's time for magic minute and this week's question from the pop public comes from marilisa marilisa would like to ask jesus what was your love life like mm, jesus what
1: you getting up to getting <laughs> jiggy baby let's roll the dice and see who goes first
0: Five and three. I'm going to go up first and we'll come
1: back down with you. Lovely. Have you got a little joke for us, Jenny, while we're waiting? While we're waiting for
0: the lift, yes. How does Moses make his tea?
1: In the teapot?
0: He brews it.
1: He, oh, he, God. He brews it. <laughs> oh, dear. These are getting worse. Listen, if anybody's got any jokes, please send them in. You stop laughing, I'll stop telling them. Okay. This is true.
0: <laughs> Here's the lift. So when I was growing up, I I got the impression Jesus was always celibate and that basically sex was a real big no no in the Bible, especially because Mary didn't have sex in order to have Jesus. Mm. So when I was a kid I thought A, he was definitely celibate, he was sex less. Mm. He was asexual, mm. celibate, sex was bad, sex is wrong. And that, but it, uh, the B of that is he hung around with prostitutes and bad people. So surely there was sex happening there somehow. <laughs> and if he's around those people, surely he must be getting tempted. Partaking. Ooh, somehow partaking. Because he didn't seem to have the waggy finger thing with them. If he's hanging out and getting drunk. So I thought
1: that doesn't quite match up. Doesn't add up. Okay, so for me, I felt that um, Jesus is definitely having a bromance with his, with his guys that he hung, hangs uh, out with, uh, the yes. 12 disciples. And bromance, just in the respect that, you know, he, he, was, he really loved his guys mm. and he, he was just hanging out with them and having a laugh and having a good time. Yeah. And the, the, that was enough. I definitely, as a kid, I, friendship, you know, was number one for me. So that that seemed to be, that was the loving relationship you did have. Yeah.
0: So this is why he's always saying, amen.
1: (laughs) So I've got something little to read by um, Blake. So William Blake is a poet. His poem says, awake, awake, you sleeper in the land of shadows. Wake, expand, I am in you, and you in me, mutual in love divine. I am not a god afar off. I am a brother. A fr- and friend. Within your bosom I reside, and you reside in me. We're all in this together. Mm. What
0: does it mean for you?
1: My, my disciples, my brotherhood is within me. Yeah. So rather than seeing people just as friends on the outside, yeah. that friendship really does come from me and who I say I am. Yeah. You know, I'm using my imagination to create that, so if I want A different calibre of friends. I want more friends. I want a specific quality of friend. Yeah. That comes from being that quality of friend and imagining it.
0: So now we're going to update this fairy tale. We're going to put 10 minutes on the clock and return to the question, what was Jesus's love life? And I'm wondering if this is probably about his romance, his sex life, his physical sex life. His sexual love. He's, did he get married? Did he have children?
1: I think we know that he didn't get married and have children. Not according to Dan Brown. He might have
0: been married.
1: Who's Dan Brown? Man? He's
0: an author and he done that awful film. Please don't. The Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they tried to address that so that there would be descendants of Jesus in the world today. But, of course... We are definitely updating that fairy tale. So we
1: are the descendants of Jesus. Well, there's
0: no descendants of Jesus, are there? Yeah, because we
1: descended. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. So one of the
0: first things we have to do is take this out of the realm of a literal interpretation mm. of the Bible. there's this man, a human man called Jesus Christ, who lived 2,000 years ago. We're not in that literal interpretation. We're going for the psychological and the spiritual interpretations. We had to stop recording because... Stop the podcast. We had to stop the podcast because somebody was building Noah's Ark next door.
1: (laughs) They were banging. They were banging. (laughs) Appropriate for this podcast.
0: I know, right? But um, hopefully they've stopped. Otherwise, we will have to pause again. Mm Mm-hmm. What were we talking about?
1: So we're talking about um, Marilisa's question mm-hmm. about Jesus' love life.
0: So let's put the 10 minutes on the clock it's and on. go. Right. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was this overarching idea that God so loved the world, yeah, he gave his only son. Yeah. And I think that is the metaphor for that, because we're not talking about history. We're not talking about some old man in the sky who's sent down in a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that What's that uh, game that all the kids play? Fortnite. You know, <laughs> send him down in a parachute. <laughs> I love you so much. You can have my son. Please take him. Yeah. That's not what's happening. Look here.
1: after him. No, don't nail him to the cross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever you do, do not nail him to a cross.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's it's more that because the material world is the polar opposite of the spiritual world, the world is yours. So you're tied to it. You you two are partners. You're you're married. You're this is husband and wife. Yeah. You're never gonna get divorced. Yeah. Is there will always be an outpicturing of what is inside. So when you so love the world, it's your married partner. You so love them that you give them anything yeah anything not not to keep them because it's an every it's an always eternal thing it's not codependent just, it's just to <laughs> it's to because you love them yeah it's, yeah you do anything for and them
1: and then that beautiful world reflects it back to you
0: the sun is just the thing that you're putting into the world that it didn't have before so it's it's an idea it's a it's a new thing in the world mm. and that new thing in this idea is this awakened imagination so instead of consciousness not having the ability to change you give them anything there's no thing that you wouldn't do to make this person this event this situation lovelier Mm. so that's the beginning that's the overarching idea but then we go on to okay so what is the sex that's in the bible
1: yeah
0: and the the sexiest book of the bible has got to be the song of solomon (laughs) it's it's clearly describing a black woman it's clearly describing these lovers that are searching for each other want to enjoy each other's company but just at the perfect time you just have to wait at the perfect time and it's very descriptive and that's in the old testament you get Mm. into the new testament And this idea of sexual love seems to have disappeared. Yeah. And even the thinking about sexual love would get you in trouble.
1: It might not be explicitly talked about, but there is an implication. There are children born. We know how that happens. Well, we
0: know that for us as individuals to get here, there has to be the creative act. There has to be somebody and some people getting jiggy. But what happens when you're trying to, like Mary... You're trying to make something without the aid of a man. Now, how do you still do the creative Mm. act? How do you still have sex and make a thing but without anybody else? And yes, there is a kind of idea of masturbation here. Mm. But how do you make, how do you create something without the aid of another person? You're still going to need the male and female. And the male and female you're going to need is within Jesus. So Jesus is really the king of sex in the bible
1: he's the king of orgasm
0: he is the king of orgasm let's talk about why whenever you have a creative act in order to produce a child there is some orgasm that happens and that child is then conceived well an idea and in the bible a child is an idea so in the bible there is sex happening all the time every time an idea becomes manifested, and whenever it's talking about the child that was sick and needs to be fed and is being risen is been risen from the dead, it's talking about ideas, so this orgasm that is required is really the moment when the idea takes hold, and in our imagination, when that is that idea has taken hold is when that idea is being nailed. And, of course, Jesus is the one we all know got nailed to a cross. That's when he's, the idea is fixed. Tell us more about Jesus, Yuri.
1: So Jesus is orgasming all the time. Uh-huh. He's, he's, the like you said, the king of orgasm, which means he's thrilling. He's thrilling at the fact that he, his brother has a need and he is imagining this need into existence and this brother is willing to be lifted into a new state so if if this brother um is sick yeah like in the bible they have leprosy and all sorts going on <laughs> they do. you know he's lifted out of this and he begins to walk you know the lame begins to walk and so this is this guy has come to jesus because he's willing to be lifted out of this state into a new state. We can do that for ourselves, we can do that for our brothers, just like Jesus. But I don't I you know I'm definitely still practicing this. I'm definitely not the queen of orgasm yet. I'm not orgasming in my 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 imagination Every day, every moment of every day, it's kind of like I'm waiting around for something to say, oh, orgasm to that. And then I'm going into my imagination and and hopefully using my imagination to to bring that about.
0: We'll talk more about this in the five minutes afterwards, because there's the there's the technique. The orgasm is is just like in the creative, the physical creative act. It's just telling you it's, it's over, you're spent, you're it's finished. Yeah. Which we know Jesus says on the cross. It's not that you're having the sexual acts described in the Bible as between a man and a woman, between Jesus and one of the disciples or one of the disciples' girlfriends or one of the women that you hear about. When it says he's nailed to the cross, that is the moment that the orgasm has happened. The joy, these six points, the six-pointed star, these are vortices. Mm. These are vortices on the human body, the hands, the feet, the side, and the forehead. These are the the places where the, the, the bliss is happening with that vibration, that electromagnetic vibration is going out of that individual into the world and back again, back again on the return, bringing something in the Bible. It would say bringing news that the, the person has been healed bringing news that the child is, 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 has been risen from the dead, Lazarus coming out of the cave.
1: So this is the old desire having been realised. So, you know, you had a desire, you've forgiven that old desire of whatever it was. Oh, he's lame, he's, he's dead, yeah. <laughs> four days dead in Lazarus's, yeah. you know, and you're, you're seeing this desire you have brought to life.
0: So to bring it back to this love life, because what we'll want to keep the question in mind, what's his love life? What's his romance like? This guy is on Tinder, basically. <laughs> he's He's always dating. He's always getting into these relationships with people who need things and giving them exactly what they want all the time. And that is done through what the Bible describes as crucifixion, what we would describe in modern teenage language, perhaps, when we were young. As I nailed it, I nailed her, I nailed him. Yeah. And making sure these ideas are now fixed on the track of your life. They're going to come to fruition. So, in that sense, Jesus is having sex all the time. But because it's not a real historic human person, social being, it's imagination. We're talking about psychological sex with yourself in the spirit, making children that then yes come into the world and
1: so I think that's intra-dependence. Uh-huh. so there's interdependence yeah so you said codependence but I think that's actually interdependence because the re- the person who's coming to Jesus is saying I really need this so they're willing and then Jesus is saying cool I can imagine you well that's no problem yeah so but then that the intra Dependence yeah. is when, when it happens. You're so it's consensual this, sex. Yes, it's consensual sex, but the intra is within you. Yeah. You're you're saying, yes, I do want this for my brother. I do want this for myself. But you're, and you're thrilling. You're having this orgasm of the thought of this. <laughs> this is so magnificent.
0: So it's good to tell the story either as a, a present
1: tense. First person present tense, yeah.
0: Or something that's just happened. Yeah. But the feeling is it's just happened. Oh. You're you're still experiencing the emotion of it. But that's going into the five minutes. We can stop the clock and we'll put now five minutes on the clock because we really want to see how this all works in practice in, in the so-called of, real world. In terms of law of attraction. In yeah. terms of law of attraction and how, how we deal with this. Jesus is this... This person you need to basically marry. This is this is the part of you you need anything, anything, and this is a husband essentially that will give you anything, anything you ask for. Yeah, good, bad, or indifferent. But if it's Jesus, and this is why God gave His only Son Jesus. Then it's it's a guaranteed lovely. It's guaranteed loving. It's not asleep. He's awakened. So when he yeah. gives you this child, when you're pregnant with his child, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Whereas if you turn to Adam, Adam's forgotten the plot. Adam is <laughs> out, of, out of the shop. Adam is got the clothes sign up. God knows what you're going to get. It's going to be confusion. In other words, king of orgasms. King of, wow, this is going to be amazing.
1: There is a cautionary word. What's that? That you make sure that you're conscious consciously you make sure that you're consciously aware of what you do want that this is lovely because unfortunately as adam and our sleepy behavior as my sleepy behavior yeah i haven't i know i've unconsciously subconsciously wished Bad things for myself, but that wouldn't be Jesus. No,
0: so we're sticking with what is Jesus's love life. Yeah, and because it's Jesus's love life, it's definitely lovely. It's mm. definitely going to turn out lovely. Don't sleep with anybody else. This is the one to be absolutely faithful to. And why would you go elsewhere?
1: Yeah,
0: why would you go elsewhere? So with Jesus, what the first thing is going to be, you're, is you're gonna fancy that because you yeah. you get this desire and again desire is intricately linked with sex, culturally speaking. Desire, so you have this desire. Where'd you get the desire from? Your imagination already knows that you need a little something, need a bunch of flowers, need those chocolates, need uh, to a cinema trip, need a house, need a holiday. So you suddenly fancy that holiday.
1: I think today is a picnic. Beautiful.
0: It's out there. beautiful out there. So. And then what comes next? After you, you fancy somebody, what happens?
1: Well, you get a little ring slipped on your finger, hopefully. You get you get engaged. Before that, come on. That sounds oh, I'm a bit. I'm going shocked. straight. I'm going straight. Shotgun <laughs> wedding, mate.
0: What happens, but you fancy somebody. Alright, you go out on a date. You go out on a date. So <laughs> it's exactly what happens with your imagination. You try out this new lifestyle that you might have. So you, you test it a few times. You're going into this idea, into this dream world, and what would it be like if I was now that person? What would it be like married to this new idea of myself? Or what would it be like if my friend, who's in need of help, has the thing or is the person that they want to be? So engagement comes next.
1: Yeah. For instance, I I imagined a new room. Uh-huh. I wanted I, I wanted my bedroom to look different. Yeah. And so then I'm I'm like in my imagination going what would that look like oh should i put that there should i and then all of a sudden i get that perfect oh it seems to fit oh yeah and then that's fabulous then then i commit to it
0: that's the commitment you get carried away with that idea and it's like zeus carrying away these women in the greek myths but the carrying away is important you get so caught up in the idea the book you're watching the film you're watching you forget it's not real And that's the carried away. So you're getting married. You're getting married into a whole new character. Because when you get married, typically as the bride, you change your name. And if you change your name, you change your character. So you've got so carried away thinking, I am that, or I have that. I'm experiencing this, that you got married. And of course, what comes next? You
1: get. Oh, you have some nookie. You You have have some nookie.
0: You have some jiggy jiggy. So you're going to get pregnant. And it's that pregnancy that we talked about when we talk about the Sabbath. You do no work. It's coming now. This is this child is coming into the world. And all this has been happening. You fancied. You went on a few dates with Jesus. This awakened imagination. you got marriage. You've got Jiggy. And now you're going to have a kid. So what is his love life
1: like? Well, that's, that's the life you've dreamed of. That's the satisfaction. Exactly. That's a satisfactory life. That's, that's the fulfilled life. That's the, oh, thank goodness I'm, I'm here. This is, it's a bit like arriving on holiday. Yeah. You know, you ex, it's so interesting. Someone was saying this, um, about stepping out the station at, um, Brighton uh-huh. that we went to recently. He said, you can just hear everybody from London as they step out the station, just breathing this sigh, sigh of relief. Of relief. <sighs> and
0: that is perfect. There's a sense of relief. And the sense of relief is, thank God I picked this one. Yeah. And that happens while you're doing the imagining. Mm. And then, of course, that feeling of relief and gratitude and satisfaction gets pictured into the world, the world that God so loved. He gave his only son. So we're back at the beginning. Nice one.
1: Fantastic. And that's it. Lovely. Thank you for listening.
0: I really enjoyed that. I didn't realise just how much of a a sex life, love life, romantic life, married life, and all the kids that Jesus has in the world. Yeah. He's got so many baby mother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Mm -hmm. Hey, Brew Crew! Thanks for waiting right to the end for your very own African Easter egg. Jenny, will you do the honors? I will do the honors.
0: Let's see what have we got here. A little rain each day will fill the rivers to overflowing, and that is from Madagascar.
1: Mmm, nice, isn't it? Not the film.
0: A little, ra- a little, ra- <laughs> a little rain each day will fill the rivers to overflowing.
1: I definitely feel that is the flourishing. Um, um, I like that. This has been a swell cuppa.
0: A slurping good time and the perfect brew to, to wake, wake up, up to. You.
1: Send your questions and beautiful mugshots to us on Twitter at ConsciousCuppa via email, consciouscuppa at com. We really love hearing from you. We do. I do. <laughs> Bye. Bye.